Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump desperately want Trump gone, and I I know that they desperately want it codified, that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes, and I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted, as always, to have you be part of our family. If I were to say to you three years ago, do you think your government would release a virus to make you sick and force you to stay home and be afraid of other people? You'd probably say, no way. Hell no. Do you believe that your government would do whatever they could to create the illusion that would throw innocent people in prison so as to cover up their crime of putting out a an obviously mentally declining and demented old man as the president who never campaigned, never interacted with anybody and is woefully connected to a whole sordid series of criminal escapades. Would you think to yourself, yeah, I could I could see that. Hell no. No way. For too long, we've operated under the idea that the people in charge would govern the way we would. Because I wouldn't trample on anybody's rights. And yet these people do so with confidence. With a peace of mind that they'll never be found guilty. That anybody will sniff around and find the truth. What will it take to get Nancy Pelosi scared? Because that's what I want. I look at this video from January 6th and I'm angry because it doesn't line up with the narrative. But we knew it wasn't going to. We've seen snippets. We've heard testimony from how many different people. We've, we've covered the, the Capitol Police officers' tearful exchanges with the January 6th committee. One guy said he was called the N-word repeatedly by the MAGA crowd. Factually incorrect. That's not something that MAGA people do. You know, MAGA people don't cover their faces with, with, you know, neck gaiters. We don't do that. MAGA people don't all dress the same and walk out of a federal building looking like federal agents. They just don't. 
People who believe in American exceptionalism and greatness and a return to that philosophy are very average, regular people. We tend not to get in people's business, but when we're forced, we will rise up. We will push back. And they know it. But the video, to me, is just the tip of the iceberg because all of this was pre-calculated. Some things they couldn't have possibly imagined would take place. Did they think that a Capitol Police officer was going to beat to death a woman named Roseanne Boyland and then make her just kind of evaporate, drag her body inside the Capitol, and then poof, it disappeared? Her family didn't get to see her. It wasn't a viewing for Roseanne Boyland because she was beaten to death. Now, how do you defend that? How do you defend that Michael Byrd, the police officer who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt, was never even investigated. The the unselect committee didn't even take the time to interview anybody who was even remotely near Ashley Babbitt. They weren't interested in what happened. It was a means to an end. He was vindicated, celebrated, and then set free to go do whatever the hell else he's going to do. How does that make sense in America in the year 2023, let alone 1923? Would we accept it then? I sure as heck wouldn't. And in line of this whole idea today that we need to investigate the investigators, and I say to you yet again, Nancy Pelosi is the tip of the spear. We need to investigate the scientists. We need to investigate the teachers union president. We need to investigate all of these people who have been so quick to run in and trample all over your freedom and your rights to take from you something that is precious and constitutionally protected under the guise of an emergency. Well, it's about safety and security. So ah, we're going to supersede your freedom. We're going to create the illusion that everybody's in danger. Ah, right. That's what COVID was all about. Ah, do your thing. You got to be good. Get your vaccine. Stay home. Blah, 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 blah. What do we know about that? Everything that we suspected as we dutifully went through the data that they tried to hide And we uncovered, and then we got censored, and then we got banned on social media platforms, all for sharing with you the government's own data. It's not like we didn't know this was a setup. It's not like we didn't know it was never about the truth. It's no longer the big lie to say that you have big, big questions about that election. Because if you don't have big, big questions about that election, you're sure to fall into another trap, another fraudulent scheme. Again, I'm done. I just want somebody to freaking tell me the truth. It's not complicated. So let's go through a few of the details that we saw in our perusal, even cursory, of some of these videos, these 90 hours that have come out from the Capitol, from 1,700 different camera angles. And this is not the body cam footage, because I have a little blurb on that as well. The FBI and likely other, quote, law enforcement agencies had people planted in the January 6th crowd in an effort to incite the so-called, quote, insurrection. This is from the Liberty Daily. Factual, actual. Yes, they did. It's not news to anyone who doesn't get brainwashed by corporate media. But knowing it and actually seeing it are two different things, which is why... An image captured by former political prisoner Derek Evans is so striking. And I'm going to describe it to you. It's a paused portion of a recently released January 6th video, which shows a man wearing a MAGA hat 
and a facial covering who's flashing a badge at someone off screen. He looks like he's come to one of those checkpoints in the building where he needs to identify, hey, dude, I'm one of you. Is this person flashing a badge? Because if so, this would prove that there were undercover federal agents disguised as MAGA. And this gentleman, Derek Evans, was thrown in solitary confinement for peacefully protesting. And he wants the truth to be known. Who are you? Who is this man? You guys had no problem doxing all of us. You've got 2,000 of us in your crosshairs. A 1,000 you've already convicted. A near-perfect conviction rate for the federal government. Isn't that curious how that works? So Senator Mike Lee says he's going to be asking Chris Ray about the damning evidence, the freeze frame of the guy showing what looks like a badge. And by the way, some people on social media were saying that wasn't a badge. He was showing his vape and, and a wallet that was taken from Speaker Pelosi's office. I'm like, why would there be a man's wallet in Speaker Pelosi's office? And by the way, I also pulled up, what do all the D.C. police badges look like? And lo and behold, there's one that looks an awful lot like this image of this gentleman. Well, you can't say that for sure. You're right. So I think we should probably review, don't you? Nancy Pelosi wanted 50 years for all the video. Once you give it to the National Archives, there are rules and regulations. It's going to sit on a shelf like the Lost Ark for 50 years. Why were they so desperate to do that? You know, you don't need me to walk you to that water. With over 40,000 hours of January 6 footage released to the public, more promised by Speaker of the House Mike Johnson, we can expect revelations like this to bubble forth on a daily basis for a long time, as well it should. And I hope to be one of the voices to present that to you, ladies and gentlemen, so that you can make the best decisions for you and your family. So the next time when the government comes to you and says, oh, new variant alert. Oh, there's a new thing for us all to get our panties on fire about. Oh, wait a minute, lockdown stat. You're going to say, you know what? Boy, oh boy, I wish I could believe anybody, but I don't. And you're right not to be able to. Now, will anything come from the release of all of this video? Yes, absolutely it will. But I think what's going to be very intriguing is going to be the release of the J6 body camera footage. Story on the Gateway Pundit today. Troves of body cam footage listed and linked in an article here. This is something that is extra from the Capitol security footage, those 1,700 cameras. Hours after House Speaker Mike Johnson released a portion of the thousands of hours of J6 footage Congress withheld for years, for years. The bogus narrative propagated by the government and mainstream media surrounding the insurrection is officially crumbling. I agree. Cops in a video clip I'm looking at right now are seen standing idly by as demonstrators peacefully walk through the building. Footage of the most investigative demonstration in FBI history shows rioters trying to overthrow the most powerful government on earth armed with cameras, selfie sticks, and flags in an attack that federal judges, the Department of Justice, and Democrat lawmakers claim was worse than 9-11 and Pearl Harbor combined. What a joke. But what the body cam footage is going to show us you're going to be able to see and hear the interactions 
between these police officers, fist bumping, taking pictures with, escorting, opening doors, negotiating with, and shaking hands with these insurrectionists. How are they going to get away from that? We'll continue the conversation. Do not go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Well, now, if we pay in taxes... For our local municipal metro police officers, and that is what the District of Columbia does, if people pay the salaries, the expenses of their police, the video of the body cameras that, again, the taxpayers pay for should be public property. And it will be demanded. Those body cam videos will be demanded in this pushback. As House Republicans and even Senate Republicans are saying, we need to investigate these idiots who are behind. And that's called Nancy Pelosi and others. We need to investigate the investigators. This is going to come out. Unless all of a sudden it disappears. We couldn't find it. There was a terrible fire. It was so weird. It must have been a water main break. Whatever the excuse will be. Did you guys hear how they tried to go after Mike Johnson over the weekend? It was a magnificent fail. So what do we know about Mike Johnson? One He doesn't have a whole lot of money. They tried to dox him in his finances. They went into his congressional record. It's all for the public to see. He doesn't seem to have a 401k. He doesn't seem to have investments. He seems to be a dude, a father of five, who is working to provide for his family and doesn't have a whole lot to squirrel away. He makes $200,000. The guy's not getting rich with five kids, I can attest, okay? It is what it is. So then they went after him with his kid regarding porn right they wanted to get some kind of dirt on him and he says look in our family we have a mutual thing my son 17 year old son and i have an agreement we keep each other safe straight with what do we look at and at the end of the week we look at each other's phones and we see all of the various things that have been opened up looked at we encourage each other to stay straight to do what needs to be done it's mike johnson saying look son Don't wander into the path of pornography. It's dark. It's everywhere. It's easy to access. I don't do it. I expect you not to either. Let's keep each other honest. They tried to make that something bad. Then there was a story about his watch. How is it possible that a a Speaker of the House who doesn't have a 401k or any kind of investment savings is wearing an $18,000 Rolex? Well, here's your story. Speaker of the House Mike Johnson is not rich. He's the rare D.C. lawmaker who isn't swimming in the spoils of corruption. Well, the Democrats have tried every angle to bust him on his lack of riches, going so far as to say we shouldn't trust him because he hasn't made the millions off of a $200,000 salary the way most in Congress have. The latest attempt to prove he's a liar and generally bad person came from a much ballyhooed Twitter investigation in which Democrat Carlos Turnbull discovered Johnson wears an $18,000 Rolex watch, except dot, 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 he doesn't. The post had over a million views. Hopefully some of the people viewing it noticed the the community notes added to the post. The post says this, I know Speaker Johnson is but a humble servant of Christ that's accumulated no wealth and doesn't even have a checking account. So why is he wearing an $18,000 watch? Well, as the community note says, it's not an $18,000 Rolex on Johnson's wrist. It is a $50 fossil. 
<laughs> Oops. You know, the one you get at Macy's when you get a special coupon in the penny saver. Yeah, that's what Speaker Johnson has. <laughs> Speaker Johnson is a large enough hill to climb as he tries to balance running the broken House of Representatives while still staying true to his conservative principles. But of course, this takeaway from the Liberty Daily with idiots like Carlos Turnbull smearing him. His job is even harder. No, it's not. He's the perfect person to go after. I hope they do it endlessly. I hope they give him the Donald Trump treatment, not because I want to see Speaker Johnson mercilessly investigated, skewered, lied about, wiretapped with fictitious things made up about him. It's just so preposterous and they've picked the wrong whipping boy. He's dedicated to one thing and one thing only his own individual conscience. And when your morality and your conscience are not up for sale, you become a clear and present danger to the Beltway swamp. Again, let's just all agree that D.C. is a system of bribery and blackmail. They have video on everybody. They have dirt on soup to nuts, all of them. Maybe, except Mike Johnson. And it's infuriating to them, which is fantastic. All right, so when we come back after this short break, we got to go into this equation I have. What do you get when you take incompetent people and then you add them to people who are terrible actors? Well, that's your Biden administration, right? That's what we're dealing with. I want you to hear... One of the new voices of the Biden White House when we're talking about the whole issue in the Middle East with Gaza. Should we not know how many Americans are still being held hostage? Where's the update? Oh, my. This is wild. And it's next. All right, so this is a packed segment for you guys because I want to get to these three Jim Banks audio sound bites. So as the video comes out for January 6th, as Mike Johnson releases it Friday, Jim Banks says something to the media. And, and the people who are there, they silenced it, but there were enough outlets there to push it out so that we would see it. And he wants to go back in time and remind you, I wanted to be on that January 6th committee. Jim Jordan and I wanted to be on that committee. And Nancy Pelosi refused us. Why would that be? But before we get to that, I think we're all looking at this situation with Palestine, with Gaza, with Hamas, all of the machinations of this. And you are aware of how they manipulate, propagandize, twist truth. We know that Hamas does not fight the traditional warfare. They use women and children, their own people. We know that there is no degree to savagery that they will not stoop in order to eradicate the world of the people they hate. And those are Jews. Those are also Christians. Anybody who won't go down with their version of law and order, of governments, of God, of worship, of what is right and what is wrong. So... We know that there are still Americans trapped. We know that there are American hostages. How many 
How are they? Do we know that they're alive? You would think that the administration of the leader of, if he still was, the leader of the free world would have the most cutting-edge, up-to-date, now information when it came to American citizens. They know nothing. And so they trot out this new guy. His name is John Finer. Haven't seen him before. He's a deputy national security advisor. I think they just have a wheel. And whenever, whomever the sacrificial lamb is for the day, they spin the wheel wherever it lands. That's the idiot that's got to go out and lie to the American people and try to pretend that they actually are in charge when they know nothing. Two outlets. ABC and NBC over the weekend specifically asked this cat finer. Tell me about the hostages. How many? Where are they? How are they? What do we know? Listen to the woefully inadequate answer spun by a guy who's not that bright. Here's ABC this week. Martha Raddatz asking a very direct question. Go. Are you confident that the majority of the hostages are alive? Hamas has said they are not holding all of them. Other groups are holding those hostages. Do, do you have any clarity on who is holding what, what hostages? So this is not something about which we have uh, perfect clarity. Obviously, we are relying on, on others uh, who have been in touch with Hamas. The United States government does not speak uh, directly with them. Uh, but we do believe that a significant number, uh, and, and, and most likely uh, the majority and even the vast majority of hostages, are alive. Uh, we are certainly operating under that assumption, and we are going to work to get as many of them out, uh, certainly including, by the way, uh, a number of Americans uh, who we believe are held hostage as we can. But we do not have perfect clarity. We are not on the ground. We are not in direct contact uh, with Hamas. Uh, but, but we believe, based on their representations, that there are a significant number of hostages uh, who could be released if this deal is uh, completed. Oh, so we know nothing. We're going to go with the terrorists. We're going to go with Hamas. We're going to say what they say. Right. We have no significant clarity on this. How do you not know? How do you not know how many of your citizens are there? How do you not know how many are alive? Ladies and gentlemen, let's, let's look at our, our calendar. It was October 7th. Today is the 20th of November. How do you not know? We believe that a significant number are alive. Well, how do you know that when you don't know how many are there? Well, Hamas told us, and so that's what we're going with. Oh, goody. And if Hitler had said something to you, it would have been like, yeah, that's what's going on there, too. Okay, great. Really? And this isn't John Finer's only time, his only brush with excellence. Here he is on NBC Meet the Press. This is Kristen Welker. Well, tell us about the, the hostages, because I don't know. Maybe we should care about those people. Listen. We've obviously learned that two of the hostages devastatingly were found dead. Do you know the status of the remaining hostages? Are they alive, John? So one of the things that's incredibly challenging about this situation is we don't have good uh, fidelity, good information about uh, the condition and the status of, of all of the hostages uh, who are being held. Obviously, they're being held by Hamas. The United States government does not speak uh, directly to Hamas. Hamas has indicated uh, that, that there are a significant number of hostages that they are holding uh, who are alive. Those are the hostages we are negotiating for. We cannot speak to exact numbers uh, being held, exact numbers uh, who are alive or who uh, potentially tragically have been killed. Uh, like the two that you mentioned, uh, but we know that the number is significant, uh, and we know that uh, it is 
for all these reasons, uh, very important that this happen as quickly as possible. Hurry, hurry, hurry. We need a ceasefire. We need more money. We need more aid. Hurry, hurry, hurry. We don't have specifics. We don't negotiate with terrorists. We only fund them. We only pay for them. We only give the Taliban money, billions and billions of it. We only give Hamas billions and billions of dollars every they do. What do you think that prisoner swap mumbo jumbo was all about? It wasn't about the human collateral. It was about freeing up $6 billion for Iran. Who do you think is paying for Hamas? What's going on here, John? Well, we suck. Well, you know what? That's the first true thing you've said, sir. Maybe you'll say that tomorrow. On to Jim Banks, Republican from Indiana. Video drops, January 6th video, 90 hours of the 40,000. Jim Banks comes out and he says, you know what? Do not forget that Jim Jordan and I wanted to be a part of this committee. We wanted to be on it. Why would they not allow us? Why, 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 he asks. Listen to this soundbite. Go. Capitol Police officers we now know were half-staffed on January 6th because of... How is that? Two, why were our Capitol Police officers under-equipped? Why were some officers forced to face down a riot with either expired helmets or no helmets at all? Three, why was the United States Capitol Police never trained to deal with riots after all of the riots that were going on in the summer of 2020? So he says, look, why, why was everybody working from home? Oh, it was because of COVID. Oh, that's right. So all of the people who were removed from the area. Capitol Police were working with a, a skeleton crew because of COVID. They were, work, they were keeping America safe from home. Does that make any sense to anybody? You know for a fact because you've infiltrated intelligence. You know for a fact because you've gone to the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers to try to get them to snitch, to be embedded with the FBI. Some of them were. We know that factually. Why, were there, why was there no training? We saw riots during George Floyd. Why, why was there no training for Capitol Police officers? Where was the National Guard? Where's Nancy Pelosi, Jim? That's the question for Nancy Pelosi. There is one subpoena to issue here that trumps all others, and that is for that woman. Because she is the mastermind of all of this. And Jim Banks continues... So let's talk about Nancy Pelosi and her role in all of this. Why is it when we've heard from so many whistleblowers and we've heard from the chief of police at the Capitol, Steve Sund, I asked a dozen times for backup. I begged for it. I could see the National Guard. They were within eye shot, he said as a quote. And they weren't given to us until 6 p.m., until after everything is cleared and we had the situation under control. Great work. Jim Banks. Why, Nance? Did Speaker Pelosi communicate with the House Sergeant-at-Arms on January 6th or in the days leading up to the riot? Five, was Speaker Pelosi involved in the decision to delay the National Guard assistance on January 6th? Six, why didn't the Capitol Police 
Intelligence unit raised the alarm about potential violence when they had evidence and intelligence for weeks leading up to January 6th that something violent could happen at the Capitol that day. So odd, isn't it? All of you now a little late to the party. Of course, none of you is. But sometimes it seems like members of our own esteemed Congress seem to not be paying attention. Or now that it is getting more mainstream coverage of the setup, that now they can step forward and say, we need answers. Oh, really? No kidding. Then he starts talking about the sergeant at arms. And this is an intriguing storyline, which we'll continue to flush out, I'm sure, in the weeks and the months ahead. Why, why, why did the House sergeant at arms refuse to cooperate with a bipartisan Senate investigation into these issues? Where was the security? Where was everyone, he says. Audio soundbite three. Why did the House Sergeant at Arms refuse to cooperate with the Senate Homeland Security's bipartisan January 6th investigation? Those are just some of the questions that Jim Jordan and I were prepared to ask if we participated, if we were able to participate in this investigation and, and, and in these hearings. But Nancy Pelosi blocked us from the committee because she knows that those questions leave a trail of bread breadcrumbs right back to the speaker's office. You know, a little later in the program, I have an interesting article. I want to get some bullet points out to you. And it's it's important because it takes a look at the Democratic Party. The party that has warned us breathlessly since Donald Trump descended that golden escalator. They've told us that he is a totalitarianist. He is a tyrant. He will stop at nothing to do this or to do that. What happened to these people who used to be the pacifists of the 60s and 70s, who are now the war war brokers now? These are the very people who've become the monster that they tried to tell us all Donald Trump was. These are the people who have no problem withholding evidence. These are the people who have no problem lying on the witness stand, under oath, in front of Congress, in front of the world. These are the people who have become the very Frankensteinian monster. They warned us for years that Donald Trump would be. And yet all I can recall is stocked shelves, low prices, and peace. But, you know, I'm just a mom. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, let's go a little bit deeper here, okay? Trump appointed special counsel Robert Herr. He's the guy investigating Joe Biden and the classified documents thing. Do you hear this bomb drop over the weekend? I've got it for you. Interesting. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. This is so rich. It is so rich, and yet it is so predictable that it's hard to get angry. You just sort of say, of course, that's what they decided. So there's this special prosecutor appointed to the Joe Biden classified documents, which you know nothing about. You don't know anything about the 1,800 boxes that are at the University of Delaware. You don't know about all of the boxes of things that have been found from Chinatown in Washington, D.C. 
to Joe Biden's attorney's boxes of documents, to the stuff that was in the garage, by the vet, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't matter, right? For, for austerity's sake, we're going to put this guy, Robert Hur, who is a Trump-appointed attorney. He's Trump-appointed, just like David Weiss is Trump-appointed. The same way Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney were Republicans on that unselect committee. It's all purposeful to create the illusion of bipartisanship when there is none. Of course, Biden expected to face criticism but not be charged in classified document probe. So Donald Trump has been indicted. He's uh, he's on trial for allegedly doing this or that with classified documents when we know full well that the National Archives worked with Joe Biden to go after him for Merrick Garland, to go after Mar-a-Lago, to raid it, to allow the media to be there. CNN had the cameras rolling. Nobody knew what was going on, but somehow CNN was poised to capture it all. And Joe Biden's old scandal, no, it's really, it hasn't risen to that level. Oh, okay. President Biden and his longtime aides will likely face harsh criticism but be left off the hook and not face criminal charges over the retention of classified material dating back to the commander-in-chief's time as a U.S. senator from Delaware. That happened in 1973, friends. He's been uh, in office in some capacity for the better part of half of a century. And you're telling me, Robert Hur, Trump appointed, so nice when we can say that, that nothing that Joe Biden has taken has risen to the occasion of a criminal investigation. Really? <laughs> so stupid. Special counsel Robert Hur's team. This team is crafting a report. It's like the Mueller report. It's going to cost you millions of dollars and tell you nothing. But it creates the illusion that we're investigating the left like we do Donald Trump. Well, pfft. Special counsel Robert Hur's team is crafting a report on its months-long probe that is expected to be sharply critical of the 81-year-old president, I guess he's 81 today, and his staff's handling of sensitive materials, but isn't expected to charge anyone over the matter. Of course not. The lengthy report could be released before the end of the year, and it is expected to go into significant detail about what Hur's team uncovered. Over the course of their investigation. What do you think it's going to be? Of course, her aware that his report will be scrutinized. Not by the media. Has reportedly been scrupulous. (laughs) In conducting interviews with anyone who would have been near the classified material. Maybe Robert, her next, should investigate the origins of the baggie. (laughs) which made its way from the the personal Biden residence in the library of the White House to some rando locker number 50 where anybody could have done that. It's almost like we can't connect dots, right? So stupid. After the report is out, the Justice Department is likely to make her available to answer questions. Please, what's that going to do? It's going to be the same Anthony. Senator, you do not know what you are talking about. 
I'm going to lie the way we lie about everything, the way the Democrats lied on the January 6th Unselect Committee, the way they lied to you about COVID, the way they lied to you about masks, the way they lied to you about 15 days to slow their spread, the way they lied to you about nursing homes. No, we got to lock up mom and dad in the nursing home and trap them in there. It's the safe and effective thing to do. The way they lied to you about the vaccine, it's magic. Hurry up and get yours. And they're putting this out as though Robert Herr, who nobody believed was going to do anything, has done less than anything and, to boot, wasted a bundle of our taxpayer dollars. The story from the New York Post, the outcome is far from surprising, as the Justice Department has a long-standing policy against indicting a sitting president on the grounds it would, quote, undermine the capacity of the executive branch to perform its constitutionally assigned functions. Well, isn't that what they did every stinking day that Trump was in the White House? Isn't that what they have done mercilessly every single day since he allegedly lost in 2020? Isn't that their sole function? Isn't the DOJ's function to go after anybody even remotely ensconced in Trump's bubble as a vindictive, vengeful payback? How dare you think that it was your time? And this is what they say in these articles. Her, a former Trump appointee, right? You're going to hear Jamie Raskin say this in the months ahead because this is what he said about David Weiss. David Weiss is a Trump appointee. No, he's not. No, he's not. He was suggested by the senators of Delaware as someone to stay. And Donald Trump said, "Okay, all right, we've got to we got to change things over with me being president in 2017. He can stay. Oh, Trump appointee. You see the game. You see the strategy. You see it poorly executed by bad actors who've been given a lousy script that hasn't been refreshed in 60 or 70 years. And they're banking on you being either too stupid or too broke to pay attention. Well, nice try. Nice try, Robert Herr, you hack. (laughs) All right, so Jim Jordan is out. He's swinging. He's not done. He's going after an... uh, I forgot about them. In his crosshairs now, Bank of America. Do you guys remember why? You know why he wants Bank of America subpoenaed? We're going to lay it out for you. Very interesting strategy. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program next.